I got friends only wanna talk business. I got expensive, cause when is expensive. I got expensive, cause when is expensive. I've been reading all the work. And welcome to Put That Coffee Down, the Freight Sales Show for Closers. My name's Kevin Hill, and I am your host, as always, here on Freight Waves TV. We're going to talk about sales. We're going to talk about a lot of different things. Uh, today, we're going to talk about stories. And stories is a huge part of sales, building that narrative. And this is a little bit of a different angle. Uh, we have Ash McMillan from Lakeshore Logistics coming on. She's got this LinkedIn newsletter that she started a few weeks ago, and it's all about short stories, a moral to the stories, kind of like um, fables and tells. Uh, but, but really, short stories is horror stories in, in freight. And uh, and we'll have her on in just a second. Um, it'll be an interesting conversation, but it's always about doing something a little bit different. Um I have some audio podcasts coming out uh, in August, uh, a slew of them, really, uh, starting off with Dr. Mark Manera talking about driver health and tidbit that he gave us was that so drivers lifespans are 16 years shorter than the average population, which was just fascinating. Then uh, Jeff Booth over Open Dot talking about scheduling trucks and scheduling uh, a lot of different things. Uh, which is a nightmare in and of itself. And then Rob Fussy over at PWS talking about niches. And then Mitch over at Thai Software talking about a little bit about AI integrations, really interesting conversations. So those will be coming out throughout the, the month uh, of August. Um, but that reminds me too, so Thai Software, if we have the slate, we can throw up um, the Freight Tech 100 because I just wanted to, to, to mention that. Uh, if they have that handy, uh, of course, there is nominations are over. Very important for for your vendors, if you're a freight broker, your vendors to get out, to get the word out. Um, because if you have some software or technology that is something that you really like, you really enjoy, it's important to, um, to, to, to make sure that those tech companies are successful and that they're able to, to scale that up and... Um, raise money to everything that, that you need to do to have that great technology. So thanks for that. Um, and yeah, so those are open, but let's talk about some horror stories in, in freight right now with Atch. Welcome to the show. Hello. Thanks for having me. You bet. Anytime. So uh, let, let's, uh, let's introduce, let, let's let you introduce yourself, Ash, uh, kind, of, kind of how long you've been in the industry, what parts of the industry, and then we'll roll into to what you're doing right now. Yeah, so my name's Ashley. I've been doing logistics for about 10 years. I've been on the brokerage side. I've worked at, you know, multiple uh, financial institutions, factoring companies. And, and once you get into logistics, you get out. You can't, you know, I mean, there's old saying that you don't choose logistics. Logistics chooses you and then it will let you go. Kind of like a horror story uh, in, in a lot of ways. But it's a great industry. We, we all love it. We all love to make fun of it. I think that is uh, that that's one of the keys to it. You, you have to have a great sense of humor to, to work in logistics. Absolutely. Yes. It's a requirement for sure. <laughs> so let's talk about um, about what you're doing on LinkedIn, your, your newsletter, um, the, the, the short story format, uh, you know, newsletter format, but, but short stories, fictionalized tells of 
what you've seen in your career. Uh, what, what kind of started that? What was the creative process for that? Yeah. So, I mean, I was really just looking for a creative outlet, something fun to do on LinkedIn. And people don't really talk about, you know, a lot of the freight stories that happen, you know, specifically on the Brooke side. And so I wanted to not only share the stories, but also kind of share what I've learned from all of those experiences. Uh, story is actually based on, you know, something that is actually in my life or coworkers' lives or other freight brokers that I've talked to in the past um, that have kind of had these wild things happen to them, you know, whether it be a driver or, you know, on the customer side, it's always really interesting and, and the stories don't end. They, they just keep rolling in, which is fun. They don't. It's something that's not in short supply in this industry or are good stories to tell, whether through fictionized tales or around a happy hour crew on on a Friday. Um, there, there are some interesting things that, that pop up in, in all of our lives. Yes, exactly. There are. So uh, what was your, your first uh, story, kind of, um, kind, of, kind of how you got started? How long ago was it? Um, it's a couple of months. So, you know, this is, like you said, you know, once you go a long day at the office and you're all kind of sitting, you know, at the bar having a happy hour drink and then you start sharing all the things that happened to you uh, throughout the night. That was, I was actually just having a conversation with a friend on the phone and we were talking about some crazy stuff that had happened that day to us. And I was like, you know what, we should really start, you know, writing these stories and, and sharing them with other people. Because a lot of times you don't know what you're about to encounter until it happens. I think that's the thing that kind of wraps people into logistics is that it's always changing. You never really know what to expect. And so kind of sharing the stories, putting a, f- a little twist, you know, I'm a big Stephen King fan. So, you know, putting that horror aspect on it and really making them eerie and, and kind of fun is is something that I enjoyed. It is. It's a, it's a fun take on on kind of spinning around the, those stories, uh, those shop, that shop talk that, that we all talk about, those interesting circumstances that this last Friday, there was one that, that really caught my eye, was the, the ghost load, right? Um uh, the, the freight broker in the story had said that he had covered the load, you know, days ago, but he walked in and remembered that that load wasn't covered. Yes, exactly. And it's those, those fun little nuances that kind of happen specifically on the sales floor, right? In play of brokerage, a lot of people don't really get to see, you know, you don't get to hear those specific stories. You get to the driver ones, but the stripper stories, but you don't get to really hear about the internal workings and the team dynamics um, that happened in brokerage. Now, is that something that that really happened? Because I, I don't, well, I don't ruin the story, but I, I guess I am going to, to ruin the story where uh, it was all a big setup where he had a reputation for doing these things, and um, and and his couriers were were uh, testing them out. Yes, this was a real story, and you know. There are really good freight brokers out there who don't always make the best decisions, right? And and I think we've all been guilty of being put in position or creating those positions for ourselves. Um, so it really did happen, and it was it was very funny to witness. And it was that he actually did you know really learn from that mistake and and try to be a much better sales rep moving forward. So I thought it was a perfect story to kind of share, um, but definitely based on a true story for sure. Uh, so I'll, I'll put you on the spot. I'll put myself on the spot too. Have you ever done that before? 
I have never ghost booked a load, but I have, you know, tendered out probably one too many. I used to be a procurement representative, so we would book out hundreds of loads, and I may have snuck a couple of and um, that luckily they were able to cover eventually. So I think we've called them yeah, some, hundred some sideways though. Yeah, yeah, a hundred loads at a time. You, 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 it's hard to even keep track of that. I, I I've been guilty of it a couple times. I, early early on, I was, uh, you know, you tell the customer, "Oh yeah, I have a truck," and um, then you're screwing around for the next three days trying to find a truck. Yeah, or playing ping pong, you know, whichever. <laughs> or whichever, right? Or, or watching barstool sports or whatever freight brokers do. Um, uh, on there, there there's a, a few stories on here. Um, believe in the freight brokerage world and and really focusing on drivers. And uh, you talk about nightmares uh, in a freight broker seat. It's it's kind of your own nightmares of your own making in a, in a lot of ways. Um, but then you get out into the road, and that's where the, the the real nightmares where you don't really control. You control some of it. And, and one of the stories uh, I found was really interesting because it's something that, that I delved into. I haven't in a while, but I used to have a lot of interest in in whatever, I think it was 2018, 2019, coercion uh, rule came out um, from the, the FMCSA or the federal government, um, fining <laughs> freight brokerages and shippers for coercing drivers. And one of, uh, one of your stories focuses on that issue that, that we've all seen in freight brokerages. Yeah, and I think... That one particularly, you know, really resonates because, you know, my dad was a truck driver. So, you know, the safety of the drivers and just really keeping in my understanding that as a broker or as a carrier sales representative, you know, we really do have a responsibility to make sure that we are creating an environment for our drivers and the people that we work with that rely on us for their, you know, livelihood to make sure that they are being safe. And that we're not pressuring them or, or pushing them to go beyond their limits just to get a load delivered on time. But everything we say and the things that, you know, we talk to drivers about really have, um, you know, implication and consequences if we, if we take it to. That they do, you know, so, uh, you know, and I haven't been in a broker seat in six or seven years. Um, when we started out, we were talking uh, about the same time, about 10 years ago. Is coercion still as, as prevalent as it was 10 years ago? Because I feel it was pretty prevalent 10 years ago. You know, I think I'm really key to work for some reputable company and, and people that strongly believe in driver safety. So for me, I haven't witnessed it. Everybody on my team has been, you know, really great. to hear stories from brokers and, and people not treating drivers very respectfully and, and threatening them to that they're going to lose business if they don't make something on time, you know, but it's logistics and transportation, you know, delays are going to happen. And while we try to do everything we can to not let those delays happen, it's, it's going to, it's inevitable. So I think just that understanding and spreading the awareness is probably um, the most important thing that we can do, you know, as a industry altogether. I, I, I do too, and I, hopefully the coercion rule um, has has helped grow quite a bit because not not necessarily in the broker shops that I was in, but you'd hear from drivers. Uh, it was it's pretty prevalent, and, and other freight brokers is it is pretty prevalent uh, the the coercive techniques. Um, not really the techniques, but the coercion that just naturally happens in, in a lot of ways, or at least it, it did back then. You know, a lot of 
and I think your story touched upon both of these is, you know, blacklisted and also short paying, you know, short paying, um, yep. you know, I've learned, uh, not through personal experience, but through watching other people, uh, you, you start short paying carriers for, for delays and, and some, sometimes your, your load gets held hostage. Mm-hmm. And I've had that happen a couple of times. I, I have too. I have seen that happen a couple of times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We, uh, you know, so, you know, people in the office short paid at carry one time and then they called me off, uh, uh, posting off a load board and, um, negotiating and it went really well, you know, too well, uh, you know, no questions were asked and stuff. And I, just, I, I, you know, something was just off about it, but the guy finally opened up. He was like, oh, you're just too nice. I can't hold this host load hostage, but you guys need to pay me. I'm like, okay, well, I'll pass on the word. Um, but that used to be <laughs> kind of the, 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 the 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 double brokering and fraud that is the the kind of stories i i, I feel like this and, and you can correct me if i'm wrong please do is like 10 years ago you had these these one-off artists um con artists who were out um operating pretty independently and you, you'd have uh, an alert here an alert there and you kind of had to be careful and and double brokering was it was happening sometimes legitimate not legitimately but you know where where it, it wasn't fraudulent um, but we're talking talking to a lot of people now. Um, it seems like it's more organized and there's more fraud rings set up that are very sophisticated. And um, it's, it's just become a, a completely different problem in the industry. I completely agree. You know, from from our standpoint, it used to happen, like you said, once a while. You know, you'd cost it, you would get somebody that was pulling some funny things and, and they were smaller types of those fraudulent activities, you know, trying to get fuel, advances, fuel advance, you right? know, quick five hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. And now it's daily. You know, we're we're dealing with it daily. We are fielding um, you know, carrier requests daily from these fraudulent organizations and they go deep and they are organized. And, you know, you can do as much due diligence as you possibly can and still, you know, end up getting double brokered. And then your poor, the poor driver actually ran the lug where it's paid and now your shipper's getting hit up by them. And it's it's kind of a nightmare. Uh, you know, you hear a lot of talk, you know, all over social media and in, in the news, you know, outlets about the double brokering issue and how we're going to solve it. And I don't think that there's one clear solution at this moment and without calling anybody out. But, um, you know, all you can do is, is do your best and and try to do as much due diligence as possible. I know here at Lake True Logistics, you know, we've got, you know, a seven step process that we go through to make sure that, you know, we're trying to avoid that double brokering as much as possible but to keep everybody safe and make sure that things get picked up and arrive in a tight manner. But it's, it's stressful because you're always like, oh no, am I am there like in this carrier or is it or is it somebody else? And and you just kind of hope and pray that then it all goes smooth. Yeah, you, you, it used to be one man shops or, or one woman shops, right? And uh, you, you didn't have actors or, or people playing, you know, the, the, the carrier and the boss and the owner and and uh, and setting up a, a lot of really you know good fake pa- paperwork. Um, and and Please. and workarounds like like they used to because as you said and I you know people wanted fuel advances right a hundred two hundred dollars and um and you might get hit with that uh no with five ten fifteen thousand dollars like you're you're seeing now yeah exactly yeah the the dollar amounts have definitely gone up 
And it's funny because I just heard of an instance, you know, a couple weeks ago where a broker had was talking to this gentleman trying to book this load. And he's like, I've already spoken to the shipper. You know, he gave the phone number and all of that. So the broker called the shipper on the phone number that they provided. And it was just another one of them playing the part of the shipper saying, you know, the chump was there. Everything was good. It was loaded and delivered. Um, so they're they're definitely really smart and they're getting really creative with their tactics. So how they approach the situation. It really is. And I feel like this is a double brokering uh, going a little bit deeper into it. We'll probably see this on, on a Friday, uh, a, a Friday freight confessional in, in the future, because there's just too much material to work with. Right. And yes. And I try to I try to keep them so that they're, you know, all of the um, I guess the sun is a little bit different and trying to get creative in that way but yeah the fraud stuff is is out of control and there is definitely an abundance of stories to choose from there is uh what's next uh for friday night confessionals is a uh, um you know any topics uh other than double brokering that, that we're talking about right now that, that you'd like to, to delve into and and um any any hot story ideas i mean I guess y'all just have to subscribe and see, see what's to come. It's going to be a surprise. So. I, I guess so. I, <laughs> I guess it probably would. Um, <laughs> we're talking about the market. Let's move on to the the, the market a little bit and uh, the, the sales world and and kind of how freight's moving right now. Um, how's uh, what are your thoughts on that? So I think I think hopefully we're going to start seeing things, you know, pick up a little bit, you know, from my experience, I'm always at the carrier side. So coming over to the customer side in such a upheaval of, um, you know, the industry in itself and, and just kind of how slow the market is, has been interesting, but I will say, you know, the conversation, just like having conversations is really the best thing that you can do as a new customer sales trip in this type of industry. You know, learning as much as you can, um, being as much value as you can be to the people that you are reaching on and understanding those boundaries. Because I can't tell you how many times I've heard, you know, just this alone, like I get 35 to 50 calls a day for the sales trucks trying to you know, be a logistics provider. And so you have to be understanding and you have to manage those boundaries. And, and I think that's really what's going to, you know, have you stand out in, in the later when things start picking up. You know, here's my information. Don't be pushy. Now is not a pushy time because there's a hundred of us trying to be pushy all at once. Yeah, it's, it's good to, to, to make connections right now because there's there's just not enough freight to to, 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 to go around a hundred. Everyone who calls, um, but, but you want to delay the foundations for when, you know, the the need is there to be able to, to, to pick up the pieces, be credible, be be trustable, uh, add value. One of those uh, we were talking about yesterday is niches. So you do a lot of over over dimensional, heavy haul type of of loads and movements, and it's something that not a lot of brokers do. You know, there's a lot of competition in there. Uh, but but certainly it isn't uh, your your normal you know drive and freight or produce freight is, is something that's highly specialized um, and it goes back to double brokering too if if you have a niche something that's highly specialized it protects you from uh, the threat of double brokering because a lot of those shops and scam artists uh, they, they, it's just too complicated for them to to really participate in um, 
how's the, the heavy haul, the project freight, industrial uh, market going right now? Yeah, I mean, I would say that that's probably the most market, even at that, that I've been able to kind of delve into. Um, and like you said, the fraud isn't as you know prevalent there. So it's a lot easier. I get to rest a little bit easier at night knowing that, you know, I not only do we have our asset side of carriers that helps out with that, but also we've got, you know, a really great network of carriers that are specialized in this type of freight and equipment. Um, so it makes my job a lot easier. And it also makes it a lot easier because I'm surrounded by a bunch of experts. You know, this is something that Big Shore's not new at and in our transportation side, you know, 5J transportation that they're not in that. So I've been really lucky to be put in a position where I've got a lot of support um, and a lot of guidance to help, you know, delve into this, into this industry and, and this niche. And the conversations are, you know, they're really in depth, which I like. You know, I like getting into the nitty gritty. I like being knee deep and in, in really understanding in what your needs are, where can we provide solutions. And that takes, you know, a lot of details. It takes a lot of questions. It takes a lot of you know, conversations after just that first, you know, discovery phase and being able to really tailor our services to what our customers' needs are because no project is the same. So it takes a lot of planning, it yeah. takes a lot of math. <laughs> and I, I get a lot of help for that. But um but yeah, it's been fun and it's been really interesting to to learn about it and, and I'm grateful for you know, the opportunity to have the experts I have around me. Perfect. Well, thank you very much, Ash, for for coming on the show today. Uh, where does uh, the audience go to find Friday Freight Confessionals? Um, it's LinkedIn. Does it have its own newsletter page? Is there a URL? Is there there's something that, that you can direct people to, or or maybe just uh, yourself on LinkedIn? Yeah, I would I would direct you to find me on LinkedIn. Um, you can go to the news first tab and. Uh, you can see all of the newsletters that have been revealed so far. And then every Friday, I post them to my network. So if you want to connect, shoot me a connection request and, and see them pop up every Friday around 8 in the morning, Eastern time. Normally when okay. I post it. Perfect. And this Friday, do you have a, a topic or a general theme that, that you'll be exploring? Um, you know, teaser? I haven't really thought about it yet. I like to write them the morning of. Because, um, yeah, I just let the creative juices flow, get my coffee, cool. and I just kind of start writing and let it see where it takes me. Hey, I'm the same way. Wait till the last last moment and that adrenaline kicks in and uh, and, and you get something special. Yeah. Yes, pressure. Well, thank you again. Well, well under <laughs> thank you again for joining us today on, on Put That Coffee Down. Cool. Thanks, Kevin. You bet. Thanks, Ash. And that is Ash McMillan. Uh, author of Friday Freight, Friday Freight Confessionals, a news, new, new newsletter that's uh, popped up here on LinkedIn. Uh, go LinkedIn, find Ash, connect with her, find Friday Freight Confessionals, uh, subscribe to that. It's an enjoyable read on Fridays. So there's a lot of stories in the freight brokers world, uh, a lot of strange ones uh, as well. So uh, there's a lot of material to, to choose from. We kind of have our own. Uh, war stories that we tell each other uh, about certain situations. And uh, it, it's always fun, entertaining, not necessarily entertaining as you go through them sometimes, but entertaining to, to sit around and, uh, and and talk about. So 
Uh, great short story series there. Um, mission the audio podcast coming out. I'll put that coffee down. You can subscribe uh, and, and find those at on, on our podcast channel, uh, as well as Freightcast. I forgot there's one more that I recorded last week with Brent Warsuga uh, talking about the hiring market, which is very interesting. And um, and as always, he gave me some great buzzwords to, to go for it. So I'll be using those in the futures once I, I get that out and, and published. But for this week, I put that coffee down. That's going to wrap it up. And we'll see you next week here on FreightWaves TV, 12 p.m. noon. Go out and make some sales and margin. I got friends only want to talk business. I got expensive to win is expensive. I got expensive to win is expensive. I've been reading out of work. And I've been shutting out the stars.